This is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast, and this morning I'm joined by Rebecca Bell. And Rebecca, you're putting your your foot forward for the uh, Scottish parliamentary election in May 2021. Tell me which seat you would like to represent. Um, so I have been selected by the Liberal Democrat members here to represent them for the Edinburgh Northern and Leith seat. And uh, that's very exciting. I was delighted to um, be selected by them early in the summer. Obviously, of course, we've not been campaigning because of the pandemic. It makes it quite a different election, doesn't it? So how how will you bring yourself to uh, the notice of people who, who might vote for you, apart from joining us in our podcast, of course? Yes, you're right. It's, it's going to... Still, only just now, as we're looking ahead to it, it's going to be very strange, and we and it's so unpredictable at the moment. You know how we are now; we don't know what it'll be like in a month and a, a couple of months away. Um, so we were very strict um, in the summer, and we just stopped all campaigning. Um, I have been doing it online, talking to people, but not everyone wants to speak to their local uh, politicians and candidates that way. So that certainly reaches some people, but not all of them. And um, I have been doing some leafleting because there's a by-election um, in uh, in Craig and Tinney and with Duddingston and uh, my friend Elaine Ford is, is running for that. So that, that is still going ahead. I know some of the other councils have delayed again their by-elections, but a few are going ahead. That by-election is on the 12th of November, but that's of course right. that's for the council. Hmm. And um, so, so you haven't been a councillor and you're wanting to step right in to Holyrood. So I yeah. suppose I could ask you um, a reasonably obvious question, but you know, what would make you a really good MSP? What do you think you've got to bring to the table? Yes, yeah, so um, I have been uh, working at Holyrood behind the scenes as a researcher um, for an MSP for the past three years. So I think that's really helped me get an idea of what it really takes. And it's certainly not as easy as it might sometimes look. So I have appreciation of just how much hard work goes in and how much needs to go in to get something achieved sometimes. So other things are, are, are a bit more straightforward, but a long time is often put into something and sort of dedication, if you like, um, I think is one of those key characteristics that you need to be able to get the job done. So I think working for that um, for the MSP, I do getting the impression of the job has certainly been um, a really useful way to learn what's involved in it. Also, I think that um, what I want, and I certainly when I speak to people when I was in the Doors campaigning, is I think we want a parliament that represents our community and everybody. And I think um, it's pretty progressive makeup, Holyrood's like certainly better than Westminster. Um, but I think we want, you know, an equal share of men and women and younger MSPs and older MSPs. And I feel quite strongly that as a sort of younger mixed race woman, um, there needs to be more faces like mine in Parliament. And um, I know we've never had a black MSP and I really hope we do um, come May, so we'll see We'll see how that pans out. So I've lived in Leith for six years, um, but it is funny, I do joke with my friends that I've got paler since I've been in Scotland. <laughs> um, but I was born in London, but my mother was born in India, and um, she came over when she was about six. Um, so she married my father, who's from Newcastle, but um, unlike other people who it's a bit more straightforward, they say sort of, you know, I'm half Indian. She herself was mixed race, so it's quite um, a complex background. And uh, we don't have much detail about my family history, but I, I, I intend to kind of do a bit more digging one day. It's Black History Month at the moment, so I've been thinking about it quite a bit lately. And I, I did an interview on it last week. And I think, um, but it does seem, I, I hope, 
that it is in a wider society consciousness more. I think we got a bit complacent that the kind of overt racism we had in the 70s and 80s had for the most part gone away. And I think we got a bit complacent that us as a nation, oh, we're not racist, we're welcoming and it's not, and that's just not true. Have you actually um, experienced uh, very much in the way of racism living here in Scotland and particularly, I think, Edinburgh North and Leith, which is, you know, a real hodgepodge and a real mix of people and people doing all sorts of different jobs and from all different backgrounds. So is, is, is that your is that your normal day to day experience now? Um, so myself, no, I'd agree that uh, Leith is definitely a diverse community and um, I've lived in all sorts of diverse communities when I was in London. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in Brixton um, and I'd agree, like it's, it's certainly for the region and the area, it's one of the most diverse communities. And I haven't in Leith personally experienced any racism. Um, it's more for, um, I think, in terms of wider society and, you know, for example, those statistics that show you if you have an ethnic sounding name, your CV won't get through the filter, those sorts of things, which I think when I was saying earlier about how you, a lot of people in comfortable positions haven't had haven't had friends or, or, or white and haven't experienced themselves, just think it's not a problem and perhaps some bit more invisible problems. Um, they're actually sort of harder to fix in a way. Um, but um, I, I uh, was convinced, I didn't take to it at first, but when I looked into how positive discrimination can work. I, I was encouraged by it. And I think that's not always what you need, but there's a place for that. I think the problem with that is that sometimes whatever candidate, whatever system it's in, in a job, but I do think we need to be proactive. Like I know the Equalities um, Committee at Holyrood is, was speaking to Police Scotland recently about the work they're doing, the health and wellbeing of their staff and how to train them in um, proactively trying to make a more diverse workplace. And I think those sorts of actions from the private and public sector are going to see the change um, that we want in this generation. One of the things which you appear to be standing on is very much that you are all about the environment. That seems to to be um, where your your knowledge lies. So what um, what are your views on you know climate change? We seem to have forgotten about climate change a little in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you on that. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Phyllis. It's quite disheartening. And I've actually heard a couple of times, not a lot, but I've heard a, a few people say in the last few weeks, oh, well, OK, climate change is important, but not now, not now. And I, I just find that really frustrating and makes me quite cross. Because really, um, of course, the pandemic is urgent and the priority. I'm not disputing that, but it's not really a binary choice. You know, of course, there's a lot of I'm concerned about the waste that's going on with all these disposable cups and and such like. But I don't think we kind of put it on the back burner. I don't, I don't think that's an option. You know, we are, our economy has been through this extraordinary period and we're hopefully going to be moving towards looking at recovery soon. I mean, certainly politicians are planning for that. And it just must be a green recovery. Um, we're already in an urgent phase. The kind of slow talking about it time has, has passed. And I am um, the environment spokesperson for the Scottish Liberal Democrats. And I sit on the um, this group with the minister. And our plan is to give her ideas. And we discuss, you know, behind closed doors, and I was grateful for the invitation 
how they're going to enact the new targets for the climate change bill that came in last year, because we've now increased the targets and um, this needs to be a faster pace. We need to be bold and radical. I mean, there's so many policies I'd like to see. If I was going to pick just one, I think in um, insulating our housing stock with retrofit insulation, it's something we can do now and it can have a big effect on how much energy we're wasting. So uh, that's a double win, really, because you're improving people's quality of life, reducing fuel poverty, also reducing their bills and the emissions and impact on the environment. So I would sort of put that up front and centre if possible. And I think at the moment, and in the last few years, it's kind of been like the middle class people who have sought out these schemes and such like, and I'd really like to see the lower income households um, approach first. But I think the way to do that would maybe be in like a national rollout. So say, for example, um, you know, you live on Easter Road and you get a letter saying the whole street and whole zone gets a, a a letter saying we're coming to retrofit in two months here's the number or or email to opt in and get the service and obviously the finances would would need to be worked out but I think it would it's certainly government's responsibility to put a lot of investment into that Um, so that's that's one sort of idea that I'm I'm working on that I'm looking at but I think the time to be slow and and has passed and we've and governments in terms of Scottish government and the UK government have kind of the easy stuff has been done the low-hanging fruit and actually, if we want to see climate change reverse, there's going to be some hard choices because we can't keep living how we do. And as a society, we need to function in a different way. Now, as a sort of weird consequence of the pandemic, everyone working from home, I think, oddly, with everything thrown up in the air like this, we're not going back to our working practices before. You know, a lot of those big um, finance institutions up in town on Lothian Road and things, you know, I'm hearing that apparently they're not going to be opening again till the new year and even then they might move offices and, and do a model of, of, of partial working from home for the f- future and um, which obviously affects commuting and I'm, I think when I speak to people in the you know I think a lot of Scottish communities care about the environment but I think particularly here I think particularly here it's it's often high on the agenda for people and um, I think that's something that really resonates you know um, I hear a lot about wanting uh, a lot of cyclists and they're very keen to make sure that there's safe paths and they can get around town. So it's certainly the thing that makes me most passionate that if there was one area of pol- the reason I'm in politics, that's what it is. It's nice to be in this neighbourhood when, you know, on Leith Walk, we've got way to go. And I think it's just absolutely high on the agenda. And I think the community really cares about it and wants wants to see things better. So I think I think at all levels of government, at council, at Holyrood and Westminster, there just needs faster, more radical action. Great. Well, it'll be great to see what that action uh, is uh, going to look like in the in the coming months. So just to finish off, Rebecca, tell me then a little about where people can find out some more information about you. I have a Facebook page. Um, uh, if you just look at Rebecca Bell LD, and um, I'm on Instagram, Rebecca Bell LD, and also on Twitter with the same address. So I would love it if people want to get in touch with questions or tell me about something that they need some help with. Uh, please do get in touch. That would be great. Good. Well, I hope some people do. But thank you very much for speaking with us just now. And I do hope that as the campaign progresses, we perhaps get an opportunity to uh, talk to you again or hear from you with uh, some more of your views, because I'm sure they'll develop as the campaign progresses as well. Yeah, that'd be great, Phyllis. And I think um, 
you know, obviously, as um, we're working on the manifestos in the next few months, and, and when that comes out, we'll have sort of lots to discuss, I hope. And uh, I don't know, like we were saying earlier, when um, about the uh, campaigning, like I do hope we get to do some face to face stuff. Yes. Um, but if not, I guess there'll be some Zooms and it's all kind of a bit unknown, but it would be great to be able to meet people. Um, I'm certainly missing that. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much indeed, Rebecca Bell, who is the Lib Dem candidate for Edinburgh Northern and Leith in 2021. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. Would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk. And remember, you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website, www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk.